You're listening to the Melnick in the Afternoon podcast from TSN 690. Who came through with two blocks to terrorize your borough? Huh? Told you how to slap apes and murder your girl. Gave you all the finger and told you to sit and twirl. So the billion tapes still scream, oh, fuck the world. So come and kill me while my name's hot. Shoot me 25 times in the same spot Ow. I think I got a generation brainwashed To pop pills and smoke pot till they brains rot Stop they blood flow till they veins clot I need a pain shot and a shot of plain scotch Purple haze and ash the rain drops Spike the punch at the party and drain pop Shake my armpits and wore a tank top Bad boy, I told you that I can't stop Gotta make them fear you before you make them feel you So everybody buy my shit, it's from a coming I got food. mushrooms, I got acid, I got tabs and aspirin tablets I'm your brother when you need some good weed to set you free You know me, I'm your friend when you need a What were you doing 25 years ago today when the Slim Shady album came out? Andy? 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Quarter century ago. I was just getting ready to move to Paris. Is that right? Yeah, 25 years ago. I was uh, scaring the crap out of my parents by singing, rapping the entirety of My Name Is to literally on this album. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. Hi, my name is... And I was just like, oh, here we go. Eight years old? There we go. Eight or nine, I think. Yeah. I think the year... So eight or nine. I think the year after was when I dyed my hair totally blonde, Alice Lim Shady, got the ear pierced. Parents started freaking out a little bit. Look at me now, Mom. Boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just started listening to Eminem. I was 40. An eight-year-old and a five-year-old, but the eight-year-old was already into it. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever have any qualms about what your kids listened to? No. No. The only thing was, first of all, they didn't have a cell phone. They were the last among their group to have a cell phone. They didn't have a computer. They were the last to have a computer. Mm. Um, they used my computer in my home office. So I, you know, that, but there was one time where we had a party for one of them, and a couple of their, a couple of kids had gone upstairs and had gone to a site on the computer. I was shocked. It's absolutely shocked Ooh. what they were doing. And that's the last time those kids were ever in our house. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. But no, they were pretty cool kids. All right. Yeah. Why? What about you? Is that what you're? Uh, is that where you're leading here? I mean, I did have. Yeah, I had. I had. My mom made me return uh, Rage Against the Machine, a cassette that I had. Uh, so that had to go back um, because of anything that had the lyric, the sticker on it that Explicit. said "explicit." That made that would make me as a kid want it. Of course. That was exactly what we did. <laughs> that, like the first, the first hip hop, uh, the first hip hop I'd ever heard. It was actually right before the CD came out. Was it was an old Walkman tape recorder, and it was the Rough Riders. Yeah, yeah. And I saw the tape, and it said, "I was." like what is this and i think it was by uh, my elementary school friend jesse thompson who ended up giving to me jesse actually a very successful um boxing coach now um but he he like gave it to me and he was like you're gonna want to listen to this and i checked it out and i was like oh 
what's being said here? Well, oh, 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 and yeah, that was uh, that was it. I, I um, man, how old were you when your mom made you take the? I was probably like fourteen, fifteen. Rich when, against the uh, machine, like. Wow. Yeah, she she wanted those to be well, returned. That was modern protest music. Did you hear their performance like, on the BBC? Is that what it was? It's like, <laughs> meanwhile, we're all like, you know, almost dying in a church basement at punk rock shows. But it's like, let's return this cassette. Let's return this cassette tape. Eh, good times. Did you ever get to see them? I did not. No. Well, that's too bad because you, you 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 had an opportunity in the last couple of summers, right? And then now it, that's it. They're done again. You know what? Maybe did I see them at Heavy Montreal? Were they at you Heavy Montreal? You don't remember if you saw Rage Against the Machine. I mean, there's oh, been a few Andy. festivals that I very have almost no memory of. Once so. again, we have to acknowledge the Green Phantom dropped Andy on her head on Green Avenue many years ago, and apparently her memory is not. I the also same. used to like to party a little too much, and so I have blackout moments of a lot Uh-oh. of shows. Uh-oh. I'm not proud of that, but it's just there's a lot of shows that I've been to that I have uh, zero recollection of. Uh oh. Have you seen that BBC concert by the Rage Against the Machine? No. Where it was they were going on for a. <laughs> they're doing. Um, um, oh, what's the name of the song? Bulls on Parade. Um, now you do what they told you. And apparently, yeah, right at the end, the, they knew that there were going to be some, some F bombs coming. So the BBC was like, politely, excuse yes. me. Um, could you not, um, could you not swear on our airwaves? And <laughs> rage were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Basically the lead singer says, bleep you. I won't do what you tell me. But, and he just says it 20 times. And all you hear very quickly is, uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. Uh, I'm sorry for the, the, those, that language there. Salty language. Uh, we'll just switch it back. Salty language. <laughs> I was howling. It's one of the best clips ever. They're so panicked. Like how do you try to censor a song with that lyric? Like, come on. It's, you know, kind of going against the whole spirit of the song. Yeah, it's like uh, the Ed Sullivan show saying to Jim Morrison, you can't say, girl, I'm going to take you higher. You can't say it. And, of course, he said it. Unlike Mick Jagger, who did change the lyric to uh, let's spend the night together to let's spend some time together. Oh, yeah. wow. Much much cleaner. <laughs> the 60s, Andy. Not everybody was along for the ride. Yeah. Some people were still living in the 40s when the 60s would hit the mid-60s. We're coming back with the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Canadians lost last night in Pittsburgh. We also have tickets to give away to Laval Rocket hosting uh, Cleveland on March the 9th. All right, this should be quick. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the Canadians' loss in Pittsburgh last night. Joshua Waugh. He was among the Canadians' better forwards on home ice the night before against Buffalo, but he played just over 11 minutes last night, playing mostly alongside Alex Newhook and Josh Anderson. He was up to nearly 15 minutes, had three good chances on the same shift early in the third period. At least it looked like he might score. What happens when a guy like Joshua is on his game is that the puck starts to fall him around, and when that happens, good things are going to happen because he's just he's got so much skill, and that offensive instinct can take over. J.P. O'Connor with Camel versus Gallo. Colin White, welcome to the Canadians. Claimed on waivers by his former agent Kent Hughes. Went home just normal day, and then uh, 
got a call around 2.15, and then just kind of a whirlwind since then, and just kind of roll with the punches. Nice to see number 36 on the ice for the Canadians, huh? I don't know who it makes you think of. Makes me think of Sergio Momesso. How you doing, Sergio? The last Canadian to wear 36? Anybody? No chance. No chance. It's not a memorable number for me. It's not a memorable for... number in franchise history. Okay. <laughs> Brett Learnout. Briefly. Oh. Whoa. In oh. 2018. Hey. Do you remember Brett Learnout? Deep, Third round pick of the WHL. Cut. God, I don't want to go full Pierre Maguire here, but yes, I do remember. You are correct, <laughs> sir. Third round pick in the 2016 draft. Selected six spots ahead of Braden Point. <laughs> wait, wait, who is the other guy, Braden Point? It was, uh, there was another Habs player that was drafted the third Every round. Every like, team right missed there. on Braden Point. That's right. Every team except Tampa missed on Braden Point. Selected in the third round. White and Tanner Pearson appeared to have instant chemistry on the ice in Pittsburgh, and they were on the surface when the Canadians opened the scoring. Now a chance. Colin White drops it back as Jordan Harris joined in on the play. Turnover. Matheson. Long shot. He scores. Mike Matheson opens the scoring in Pittsburgh, and it's one nothing. how about Kenzie Lalonde? Huh? I'm sure you talked about Kenzie yesterday. We did give Kenzie lots of love yesterday. A shout-out for uh, the first on our airwaves, a female doing play-by-play for the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, she sounds pretty good to me. Matheson's eighth goal, equaling his total from last year, three shy of his career high of 11 that he set with the Penguins. Brendan Gallagher. In the second period, Gallagher couldn't keep up with soon-to-be 40-year-old Jeff Carter in the neutral zone and grabbed him. Two minutes for holding. It took six seconds for Pittsburgh to score. And then it took another 15 seconds for them to score again. Carlson crosses in over the line. There's a chance for O'Connor. He scores! Quick strike offense for Pittsburgh. First on the power play. Now Drew O'Connor off the wing. And it's 3-1 Penguins. Oh, this has been a challenge for the Montreal Canadiens this season is managing the momentum swings in a game. I don't know which was worse, the Gallagher penalty or the look on Marty St. Louis' face behind the bench when the camera caught him right after the penalty. You're tearing me apart! Gallagher now has 49 penalty minutes in 52 games. Last season, 45 minutes in penalties in just 37 games. The year before, he had 69 minutes in penalties in 57 games. The last time Gallagher was productive in 2021 when he scored 14 goals in 35 games, that's a 33-goal pace, he had just 16 minutes in penalties. You figure it out. Is Gallagher doing anything well? Well. Most of the time he's on the ice... He spends it in the offensive zone. But like too many of his fellow forwards, Anderson, Evans, Armia, looks like the bad Armia is back, Pearson, Ulanen, <sighs> nothing happens. In fairness, before the Gallagher penalty, the Canadians had an early period power play. But Cole Caulfield was robbed by Tristan Jerry. New hook, quick play to Suzuki, back for New Hook along the hash marks in the slot. Suzuki, another chance for Cole Caulfield on his off wing. 
We have seen him score some beautiful goals just above that dot. Caden Primo didn't lose the game for Montreal, but he couldn't win it. Of late, that's another area that has caught up with the Canadians. They are losing the goaltending battle almost every night. Special teams, power play, which cost them the game the night before at home. Uh, They couldn't score while the horrendous PK unit allowed another key goal, this one by the NHL's 30th-ranked power play. If anybody can figure out what the Canadians are trying to do, allowing defensemen between, allowing forwards between their defensemen and their goaltender, please explain. What are they trying to do there? How many goals have you seen go in as a result of forwards standing in front of the Canadians goalie, not having a stick tied up, not being pushed out of the way, deflecting pucks in, which they practice. You know, they do practice that. Anybody have any idea what the Canadians are trying to do on the PK? And Brendan Chignac losing his job to veteran White. He's headed back to Laval, but he'll at least always have his Michel Lacroix moment. In the National League Canadians goal is first NHL goal scored by number 74, Brandon Gignac. All right, Jaden Stribble got hurt last night. I have no idea how he hurt himself. It didn't look good, certainly crossing the blue line as, uh, what was that, uh, what was that game you used to play with your fingers going in different directions? Or was that just me asking Buck Rogers, how did your fingers get so crooked like that? He said, you know, Mitch, I can never bowl. Buck Rogers was a former catcher. He'd taken all the foul tips. He had the, this, which, this is the not, index. The index finger of the right hand going left, and he had the pinky finger of the right hand going right. Ugh. Don't like that. Like a, yeah. a but that, hang that, extra loose. Like. <laughs> like Struble's legs last night. chill. Chill forever. (laughs) And then I thought, watching a replay, did Malcolm, did did, did Malcolm like come up underneath the cup and tap him? Is that, we don't have any word yet on Jaden Struble. The only thing we know for sure is more man games missed. Fourth straight loss for the Canadians, seven of eight. Remember this? It's not really a question because I like the fact they have a first round pick. I'm surprised they didn't get a body back. And the only reason I say that, Mitch, is the message you send to your team when you don't bring a body back is this year's over. Since the trade of Sean Monaghan to the Jets on February 2nd, the Canadians are 2-6. and six. They've slipped behind Buffalo and will soon fall behind Ottawa. Actually, maybe this is... As Phillips... It's pinned up against the boards now. Board battle to the right of Jari as time looks to expire here. Puck will just get sent down into Montreal zone as the buzzer sounds. And all for this hometown crowd. They are loud and proud seeing their group get the win here tonight. Andy, didn't you hear from one of our listeners this week? I think his name was Mike or Michelle, who went to Burger Bar Crescent and attempted the uh, hangover 
Yes, I believe that was Mike. Yeah, he attempted the hangover burger. He said he couldn't get through. He had to take the poutine off the top of the burger. Does that track? Is that how they serve the hangover burger? I have never seen it Okay. because every time I think of ordering and I'm going, no, I, I just can't. I just can't. But some of you, like Michelle, are valiant enough to give it a go. <laughs> the Hangover Burger Week winner from a few years ago. It's a six-ounce triple-A beef patty, American cheese, smoked bacon, mini classic poutine. It's just a mini poutine on the burger, Andy. Merely. Uh, just get it in there, you know? Over-easy fried egg. Why an over-easy fried egg? So it all, all the yolk comes dripping out? Is that it? Well, also because of the hangover. I mean, you're supposed to have like an egg for the hangover. You're supposed to have fried food, yes. Over-easy fried egg, caramelized onions, truffle oil. Can you taste the truffle oil in the hangover burger? I can never I'm taste. I'm sure you can. I can never taste truffle oil. Really? I feel like if there's even a drop in it, I can taste it. I, I've certainly tasted it with fries, truffle fries, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. And it's served with a choice of green salad. Yes, you're going to have that gigantic burger and with a green salad yes, on the side because, exactly. you know, I don't want to get too heavy. Coleslaw or French fries. Uh, so, you, yeah, good luck with that one. Jack Daniels Barbecue has always been my go-to. Six ounces, triple-A beef patty, cheddar, smoked bacon, Jack Daniels barbecue sauce, purple coleslaw, fried onions, and again, with your choice of a side. They got great appetizers. They're open uh, late. If you got the munchies coming back from a concert, they have those uh, shareable desserts. You can also watch the game on site, even if it's down the street at the Bell Center. They got the main bar in the front and uh, the big room upstairs with many, many monitors. It's a great hangout, whether you're with a group, just a couple of friends. Burger Bar Crescent, MontrealBurger.com for the full menu. They're just below De Maisonneuve. Listening in Sudbury, texting, I strongly dislike these commercials, Burger Bar Crescent and Bon Cibon, because we don't have them. What do you have in Sudbury? Oh, here we go. Yes. We're going to poo-poo on Sudbury. No. What do you have in Sudbury other than Stompin' Tom Connors, legendary song about Sudbury and Saturday nights in Sudbury, and The Nickel? Yeah, I was going to say, they have a mine. I stopped in Sudbury on my way across Canada in the summer of 1981. Who hasn't stopped in Sudbury and posed in front of the nickel? I mean, it's as Canadiana as it gets, isn't it? The stalls are from Sudbury, I believe. Or at least they played there for the wolves. But I believe they're also from Sudbury. But, uh, yeah, don't know much. Uh, give us our Sudbury history lesson, I guess. I know there's a university there. I don't know the name of it. I I will know the name of it if somebody says it. I was hoping one of the two of you would tell me the university in Sudbury. Oh, gosh. I, it's not something you ever considered. No. Did you ever think of going to school outside of Montreal before you ended up at Concordia? I did want to go to, oh, it has a new name now, but formerly known as Ryerson uh, for communications. It's not called Ryerson anymore. Um, But the application process was, it needed something like, not a lot of money, but you had to pay like a hundred, two hundred dollars to do the application, and I didn't, I didn't have it, so I didn't, I didn't do the application. So I only applied to Concordia. It was the one and only university I applied to, and I got in. And graduated with honors. Uh, With honors, I don't. 
don't think so, but... Uh... Come on, I know how you are with sound and all that. It's hard to imagine yes. uh, you didn't have some kind of special... Like, it wasn't just, here's your diploma, thanks for coming. Well, I also, uh, I was a member of the rowing crew, so I was up training every morning at like four in the morning, so my grades did suffer a little bit because of my training schedule. Laurentian University is in Sudbury. Okay, there we go. And uh, Alex Trebek. Thank you, Pat oh, Dorval. Oh, Alex wow. Trebek was from Sudbury. There you go. That's a that's certainly a claim to fame. Yeah. Definitely notable. Move aside, Nickel. <laughs> yeah, when will the statue be up? Seriously. Uh, we're coming right back. We got some tickets to give away to the Laval Rocket Cleveland Monsters game, and uh, we'll be talking to, in order, to wrap up the week here on Melnick in the Afternoon, Stephen Brunt, Bruno Gervais, Aaron Ward, Pierre Maguire. Aaron Ward, of course, every Friday. It's AAA Friday. Ask Aaron anything. Please get your questions in at 11690. Soul singers on the planet right there. Chris Stapleton from his uh, last album called Higher. Welcome back. Welcome to the weekend. That one's for Jay. Not Farrar. Jay Portugal. One year ago. Tonight. I was going to ask you, when are you going to ask me about the shirt I'm wearing? How often do I wear a shirt into this studio? It is the first thing I said to you when I saw you today. Well, that's true enough, but it was like uh, five to two. Would Aaron Ward approve of that shirt based on him poo-pooing all over my shirt that I wore at Bang & Gong? It's a, I like the shirt, but uh, Aaron is uh, Aaron's a hard man to please. But I just figured you were on your way to another meeting. <laughs> I'm on my way to a, a special dinner post-show tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Tell us where. Nope. No, Go she on. doesn't even know where. Ah, okay. Oh, nice. so this is it. This is love the point. that. Yeah. I keep my feet on the ground. Whatever I need. So 
So I was mentioning to uh, a good friend, uh, she she was asking me about uh, Jay Portugal, artist, by the way, very good, talented artist whose work appears in the TV show Louder Milk. And she said, I can't watch that show. The main guy, he's so annoying. Uh, Will, Will Arnett, the Will Arnett character in uh, Louder Milk. And uh, yeah, he, he is. But And that's how I felt when I started watching Mad Men for the first time. Like four episodes in, I don't like any of these characters. Yeah, I don't like any of them. <laughs> Why am I watching this? And then, as their characters develop deeper and deeper and deeper. So, uh, you know, I, you don't have to watch the whole show. It's a big hit on Netflix. They're probably going to bring it back. But uh, uh, you could see her work appear in Louder Milk. Which episode? What is the scene? I can't tell you that. You discover on your own. But there's a painting of a cat over a sofa that's very lifelike. And uh, that's Jay Portugal's work. How you doing, Andy Bennett? I'm doing just great, Mitch. Is it Will Arnett or Ron Livingston? In Louder Milk. Anyways. I thought it was Will Arnett. Anyways. Who is Will Arnett? I'm thinking Am I this. getting it wrong? Oh boy! Wasn't he in? Uh, he also played with uh, who was the the show the uh, morning Will, show the morning show? Wasn't he the? Um, no, Will Arnett is from uh, is from Arrested Development, right? Yes. Yeah, it is Ron Livingston. Ron Lager Livingston. Milk. Okay, because just because I loved him in Band of Brothers, it's Ron Livingston. Yes. So which one is Will Arnett? <laughs> he was he was he was married to Amy Poehler. Is that right? Yeah, he's got the kind of, I don't know, I just want to describe him as a pointy face, but I, that's just the way I see him, I guess, from Arrested Development, uh, does the voice in BoJack Horseman. Yeah, like Mitchell, no. What okay. is that? Oh, BoJack Horseman is fantastic. But it's again. Yeah. yeah, okay, probably not <laughs> Probably not up your alley. Well, I'm just looking at his IMDb page here. Can't make him be in things he's not in. Hmm. Who's the one with who played with... Uh... Morning show. The morning show. He was uh, one of the producers. Isn't it? Isn't it Steve Carell? No, no. And you know what happened to him in that show? I haven't watched the morning show. Oh, okay, good. I well, don't know. Are you talking about Billy Crudup? No, no, no. No, I know him. Almost famous, right? No, no. He, this dude, whoever his name is, <laughs> I thought it was Will Arnett, play Jennifer Aniston's producer. Oh, Mark Duplass. That's who it is. Okay, the Duplass brothers. I could see how Mark Duplass and Will Arnett could get a little bit confused. How is Mark Duplass a name that you know? Like that is not no, a familiar. No, I, I, I don't actor. know. He, he doesn't know. I know I Mark Duplass. Okay. Him and his brother write a whole bunch of really great things. Like, the Will Arnett brothers. is pretty well known. Well, I just know him as a very insufferable. Maple yeah, he's Leafs the brother. He's the brother in Arrested Development. Joe, Joe, I believe. It's definitely not Will Arnett. I'm just looking at a picture of Will Arnett. I don't know. You guys started something yesterday, going to Wikipedia and and visiting my page. (laughs) (laughs) Blame us. Blame us, because you cannot tell any white men actors apart. They're all the same. (laughs) (laughs) The second tier. My God, the amount of Will Arnett's we're getting in here in Lego Masters. Yeah, Mitchell, know that. I don't even know what Lego Masters. Lego Masters is celebrity coach at the NHL All Star Game. God, some of these... Some of and these, he is Canadian. Some of these NHL celebrities. Are, so, so, I've seen three episodes, by the way, of... Uh, Arrested Development or no, Loudermilk? No, I watched all of Arrested Development. Loudermilk. Loudermilk. I've only seen three episodes. Ron Livingston is a very... I feel like he's a very underrated actor. If uh, anyone's seen Office Space, 
He's the guy who doesn't give a crap about his job and tries scamming them and then bitches out at the last second. Brian Savage is from Sudbury. I should have known that. Of course I knew that. I just forgot about it. All right. uh, We're going to revisit our question of the day before we chat with Stephen Brunn after 4 o'clock. And we have a pair of tickets to give away to uh, the Laval Rocket. Uh, Boy, this is tough. Huh? You look at the standings, where the Laval Rocket are in the north. You see where the Marlies are. You see where uh, Rochester is and Belleville. This is a huge weekend. We have the game for you tonight at 7 o'clock right here at TSN 690. Plas Bell back-to-back against the Marlies. John? And they should probably have uh, Brandon Geniak back. Um, question of the day is, when you think of bang-bang plays in sports, what do you think of? On the text board from Blair, big bird check on Gary Dornhofer. Yeah, I read that earlier. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the only right answer is Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Bang, bang. Shooter. Uh, Deke in Old Montreal. Hi there. Bang, bang. Don Cherry's joke about Boom Boom's sister? I don't understand. Was that a thing that Don Cherry said once? I, I have no idea what that means. Deke, are you writing in well, maybe code? Could, I, I could get it. Like, if like if he's yeah, Boom maybe. Boom, she's Bang Bang. Like, you know what I, you know what I mean? That does sound it, like a joke makes, Don Cherry would makes, make. <laughs> Yeah, is that was that a public joke or a private joke? <laughs> that would be very to you, odd. Deke. Yeah, Deke, that'd be a very <laughs> odd thing to just throw out there. Uh, bang bang shrimp, is that a thing? I don't know what bang bang shrimp are. And uh, Rob Steph Curry bang bang swish from the three point line because of the call by Mike Breen. Bang! Oh, of course. Bang! Was bang bang shrimp? Was that the name of the company in Forrest Gump? No, that was Bubba Gump yeah, Shrimp. Bubba Gump yeah, Bubba Gump So I don't get Bang Bang Shrimp either. And uh, Bang Bang uh, from Pat and Dorval. PK hitting Marshan, Marshan hitting the ice. Very difficult to forget that moment. Mm. Of all the many PK Subban moments as a member of the Canadians, where do you put that one? It's near the top. That was a pretty good one. You got you to gotta say the goal when he came out of the penalty box on the breakaway because it's a goal. Yeah, that and was then, my choice for sexiest goal. And then maybe the goal that tied the game in the last minute of Game 7 that forced overtime the year the Bruins won the Cup in 2011, that blast from just inside the blue line. And it felt, mm. as Bru- as a Bruins fan, not me, but I know Bruins fans felt, oh, no, not again. Again we're going to lose to these guys? How difficult it was for them to watch overtime before that uh, shot by Nathan Horton. In front of a sprawling Jeff Halpern, beat Carey Price in overtime in Game 7. Get and eventually, the hell out of the way, Jeff Halpern. Eventually, the Bruins won the Cup. But uh, beyond that, that if, so it would be two or three if I'm ranking P.K. Subban highlights as a member of the Canadians. They hit on Marshan, either two or three, unless I'm forgetting something. A member of the Canadians family has uh, passed away. Some of you may have heard that uh, Jean-Guy Talbot uh, died yesterday at the age of 91. He was part of that great Canadians dynasty, the original dynasty of the 50s that won five Stanley Cups, played over a thousand games in his NHL career. So imagine breaking into the National Hockey League in 1955-56 and your first five years in the NHL, you win a Stanley Cup every year. And then he went on to play through the 60s, won a couple more Cups with the Canadians, eventually uh, ended up playing for St. Louis. He uh, hooked up with uh, Scotty Bowman in St. Louis. He coached in the NHL. 
I remember a lot of grief, believe it or not, back in the day. He did not wear a suit behind the bench. A couple of guys did that and took a lot of grief for it, for not wearing a suit, suit and tie behind the bench. Yeah, but I mean, what what year are we talking here? This like is, that's seventies, uh, eighties, around I mean, there. I could see that being a big deal at that time. Because at the same time, people were still wearing suits and fedoras to go yes. to games at the Forum. Yeah. He was a, a very key member of the Montreal Canadiens family from that era. There, only Donnie Marshall. Donnie Marshall is 91 years of age. He did some broadcasting for Hockey Night in Canada back in the day. Uh, he is the only member of that great Canadiens dynasty who is still with us. Jean-Guy Talbot. Second last surviving member of the Canadiens dynasty of the 50s has passed away at the age of 91. <laughs> The last of Bowie's Glamrock-era singles hit the charts on this day in 1974. Also ends the uh, Bang-A-Gong movie. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. If you like that era of rock and roll, uh, all Montreal, only Montreal musicians, pay tribute to that era from uh, Club Soda in uh, late November. It's available. Uh, go to my website, mitchmelnick.com. You'll see some background info. And then uh, throw it up on your smart TV and enjoy it for two and a half hours it's non-stop great great fun uh and uh i'm glad that some people are it's never too late to discover a talent as brilliant as mick ronson was on lead guitar but this is actually the first bowie hit that didn't have mick ronson on lead guitar it was alan parker this is guitarist on this one bowie had written most of the tune on acoustic guitar and uh, told Parker, finish it up and make it sound a little more like the Stones. Here comes your question for Laval Rocket Cleveland Monster Tickets, March the 9th. Just ahead of a conversation with Stephen Brunt and Triple A Friday. Ask Aaron anything. We have a few questions in. We got room for a few more. You can text us at 11690. John? By the way, both games this weekend, uh, sellouts. At uh, Place Bell. So uh, tomorrow and uh, tonight uh, against uh, the Toronto Marlies. Um, let's see. What are we going to do here for the Laval Rocket tickets? Um, let's go with uh, a player that I think uh, Canadians fans are interested to see uh, what he's been doing so far uh, this season for the uh, Laval Rocket, and that is Jared Davidson, drafted uh, last year in the fifth Round, I like I this believe. guy. I like his backstory. I, I just, I, I don't, you know, it, it just, it's almost unexplainable. Sometimes you just take a liking to a certain, could be a sports performer, could be an actor, actress, mm-hmm. musician, whatever. You can't explain it. I'm a Jared Davidson fan. I think uh, he's got um, all the possibilities to potentially be uh, a good fourth liner for the Canadians in the not too distant future. Uh, he is from the same hometown as Brendan Gallagher. What city is that? Careful now. 790-1690. 790-1690. The Bang Bang Shrimp. It's an amazing dish. Crispy shrimp with uh, spice and sweetness. Okay. So that's Bang Bang Shrimp is an actual Chinese dish. Never had it. Have you ever had a poo-poo platter? 
I have not. Say yes, Andy. Just say yes. <laughs> Just say yes. I can like, answer what I want to answer. That. Also, it's not rebel, rebel. It's rebel, rebel. Yeah, oh, rebel, right. rebel, yeah, rebel, rebel. Yeah. Seven nine zero sixty ninety. If you want the Laval Rocket tickets, uh, we're going to the phones. Uh, first person on the line will get it. Hi. Good afternoon. Who's this? Hi. It's Paul. Pardon? It's Paul. Hey, Paul. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, the truck at work, but I'm not driving. My partner is. Your partner is driving the truck? There's What are you, yeah. you cross-country trip here? What's going on? No, we're in Montreal. We just came from the Glen. Uh, we're a party rental company, and uh, we picked up some tables and chairs. Do you want to stop by 1717 Rene Levesque? Uh, maybe get a party going here at uh, <laughs> at the station? You should. We got well. Wow, wait a minute. So you're picking up stuff yeah, well, from a party? This morning, Dave. Tables and chairs for an event at the Glen, uh, at the Hot Super Hospital, and uh, we just, uh, that was this morning, and we just picked them up now. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. do you know where Brendan Gallagher was born? I do. I think I do. Edmonton, Alberta? You got it. I know. I there know. are people There are people who think Winnipeg. There are people who think BC because of his long relationship with uh, the Vancouver area and his dad and strength and conditioning coach and all of that, but you are correct, sir. Thank Have you, you seen the Laval Rocket play at Place Bell yet? I have not. All right, oh, man, God. you're in for a treat. You are yeah. in for a treat, Paul. It's, uh, again, for people who can't afford going to Canadians games, and trust me, I bought some tickets this year. They're pricey. Um, <laughs> they the the Rocket and Saputo Stadium, there are new, no two places in the entire city that you can get better bang for your buck than uh, Place Bell. Bang, bang. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Better bang, bang, bang for your buck. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Paul. Who's driving right now? Eric. Eric. Paul, yeah. thank you so much. What's the name of the company? Uh, Location Cellifite in Laval. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Shout thanks. out. The thanks, least, for the, uh, thanks for the plug. The <laughs> least we can do. Thank you for listening. Don't hang up. We're coming back with Stephen Brunt, award-winning writer and broadcaster on Melnick in the Afternoon on TSN 690. <laughs> Bang, bang, 假如有错, bang, bang,